welcome fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we're incredibly excited to welcome back Danya Dorman, a great friend, returning guest, and newly appointed Chief Experience Officer of the African American Credit Union Coalition. Welcome, Danya. Thank you. Hi, Ben. Hi, Sue. So good to be with you again. Well, we are so excited to have you back. As I teased before we started recording, anytime someone comes back, we feel good, like we're doing something okay. (laughs) We didn't scare you off. Never. It may also be evidence that we've scared off every other guest. Just saying, we need to be careful about what we're analyzing. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far we've gotten Danya back. We've gotten Mark back a bunch of times, but yeah. You know, there are a number of people who have never returned. So we may <laughs> in maybe... all fairness, we maybe haven't asked yet. So okay. There you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It can't be us. It's other people. It's not us. It's them. <laughs> <laughs> so Danya, let's yeah. start off. We First of all, if anyone is listening now and they haven't heard your other episode that we recorded last year, my gosh, it's simultaneously last week, four years ago, last year, time is a social construct. Um, But if they have not heard a little bit about your background, uh, now is a good time also to update because this, because your position is uh, a new one, not just new for you, but I think new for the AACUC, right? Yes. Yes, that is true. Yes. Yeah, so I joined um, AACUC officially in January of this year. That's the African-American Credit Union Coalition as Chief Experience Officer. And what does that, uh, tell us Tell us what that entails. Tell us about what got you there. Sure, Give us absolutely. Whole life story. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> once upon a time, <laughs> I, I've been in the credit union movement for about 10 years now, which is mind blowing. Um, but I consider myself a recovering marketer. Uh, that's because before joining credit union world, uh, I studied and worked in public relations and marketing. Uh, and so that was my entry point into the credit union space. I first started at Rio Grande Credit Union in New Mexico as their Vice President of Marketing, uh, and then most recently, I was able to join Suncoast Credit Union, uh, and there I was able to flex a little bit more skills than marketing uh, in our project management department, uh, learning about agile leadership, and uh, overseeing our deposit operations as VP. So um, all in all, I think all of those experiences have helped cultivate, and I get to apply all of those skills in this new role uh, because I will be overseeing um, operations, our marketing and events, and just that overall uh, member experience that you can imagine for AACC. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So lots to do, right? Yes, lots to do, <laughs> but a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So, um, you know, your, your time is maybe short, but, um, I know at least since you and I have known each other, you've known of the AACUC, um, but, uh, tell us more about their organization, the organization and their mission. Absolutely. Yes. Unfortunately, I've been a member of AACUC for the last two years. Uh, I am a vol- I love volunteering. And when they had planned to have their conference, 
uh, in a neighboring city, St. Petersburg. Uh, I volunteered to help get some um, boots on the ground and that evolved into me becoming their uh, chairperson for the annual virtual conference for the last two years because as everyone, we had to pivot um, because of the pandemic. Uh, so I was already familiar with AACUC and I think that spoke volumes uh, why I was able to make that change uh, because I believe in the mission. And so the mission of AACUC is about uh, increasing diversity in our credit union movement through advocacy and professional development. And honestly, AACUC has had a long history of doing so. Um, they were born in 1999 and we have several programs uh, for working professionals uh, within the credit union space to essentially skill up if they want to advance their career. Um, but also we have programs that reach back into our youth. Uh, so juniors and seniors in high school, also in college to provide scholarship, uh, mentorship and internship opportunities. That way they know that they have a place in our credit union space uh, as a place for employment. So, um, you know, while the mission was born uh, from there, we've experienced tremendous growth in these past couple of years with over a thousand members, five regional chapters across the country and even uh, presence in, um, in Africa. So a lot of great things uh, for AACUC. And I think the last thing I'll say about the organization is while it was originally created to provide opportunities for advancement for people of color, particularly African-Americans. If you look at our membership today, it is very diverse. It is inclusive. We welcome everyone. And I think more than anything, that's great because it's representative of our credit union movement, but also the communities that our credit unions serve. So overall, AACUC is a, it's an awesome organization that I'm proud to be a part of. Yeah, great. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to go off script and say, okay, so um, people who maybe aren't familiar with you or the organization might read African-American as the first two letters in the acronym and say, it's not for me. Uh, right. And I was going to ask, what would you say to those people? So you uh, gave a nice response mm -hmm. there about um, the inclusion factor to it and that it's not just for people of color. Anything else that you would add to somebody who might say, well, AACUC, I'm not, I'm not African-American, so it's not for me. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad I was able to read your mind there, Ben. Um, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> we're definitely inclusive because it takes all of us to advance diversity and inclusion in our credit union movement. Uh, we're proud to partner up with NILCUP, um, the National Association of Latino Credit Union Professionals, um, obviously inclusive, um, even CU Pride. And I'm sure there's gonna be more um, organizations that pop up here that show that they're serious about DE&I. So I would, I would say, yes, we have a little bit of everything for anyone in their credit union life. Um, obviously for diversity, equity, and inclusion, but just uh, in terms of networking and camaraderie, building that professional network, we got that too. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, you mentioned some great organizations, inclusive and such. Uh, so Sue, heads up, we got a lot of great links to share after. Uh, yeah, we're done definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know, and uh, the ACE, I, I want to say it right every single time, Danya, and I am yeah. afraid I am going to screw it up. Okay. But the AACUC uh, has done a really excellent job connecting credit union people around the country. I can speak to that. Here's the part where I uh, where I just butter you up a little bit because I've been uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to connect with some of your events. The Commitment to Change uh, conference last summer was 
absolutely one of my favorite events. Um, virtually, it it just it brings uh, an absolute. It it just brings this different level of uplift. That I mean, I think for a lot of us, that you could not. It could there couldn't be a better time yeah. to you know. I I think there is this. There's a difference. I've been. Th- I was thinking a lot about this, knowing that we, you and I were going to get a chance to talk, and Ben's here too. But, <laughs> but you know, this difference between going to a going to you know a webinar, or attending something virtually, or whatever it might be, where the message is you can do it, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to you know what I ex- what I've experienced in some of the events I've uh, done with the. Uh, with the AACUC, it's more like uh, you are capable. You yeah. are, you know, you. It, it's not just you know this you rah rah feeling. It's more this emotional uplift. And mm-hmm. I just now I've gone off script. I am curious to know if there if it is intentional or if the the people in the organization organization are just such beautiful spirits that you can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Sue, that that means so much because I think you really are speaking to the essence of AACUC and their secret sauce. I think it's a combination of the two. It's being intentional. Uh, We knew in 2020 when we put together the virtual conference, we first needed to set the tone for the experience, which was healing and honor our emotions because it was a lot of trauma that we all were collectively experiencing. And then from there, build on, um, you know, different conversations and um, competencies and all the things that you normally get from a, a conference. And so since that time, I think between truly being intentional, last year's conference was about being bold, mindful, and brave, uh, and then everything, all the other connective tissue of AACUC and our people. Uh, it really is, is special. It's anointed. Um, it's, it's a collection of really incredible individuals that really make the experience, um, I think, better than what you would normally find in a professional organization or, you know, a trade association. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And, you know, I did, I was, I was a little concerned just being this waspy broad from Wisconsin that attending a conference like that, I would feel, you know, I would feel out of place. I would feel, you know, but the, the very first, uh, I know this is about you at AACUC, but I just can't help but talk about myself, Danya. Very first, it must've been 2020 was the first event. And within mm, 10 minutes, we were in a breakout room and people you know it just it was people from all over the country a diverse group and it just immediately was you know really a connected feeling so mm-hmm. kudos to your organization and everything they're doing and you know and everything you'll be able to do in the future yeah, and now I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get back on script now oh. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about that future so yeah. the commitment Commitment to Change series. I know you are going to be on the panel of an upcoming event. And I think when this drops, people will be able to get the recording maybe of that. Okay. Because that's a little bit, it's sometime between now and the end of the month, right? Right. Yes. So the next call is this Friday. Um, What would that be? February. Let me look at the calendar. 
February 18th, I should have memorized that. But yeah, so the Commitment to Change Conversation Series, that's one of our three signature programs for the Commitment to Change Credit Unions Unite Against Racism initiative, which I have to just pause and give kudos to our president and CEO, Renee Sadiwhite. You know, when you were talking about like the culture and the spirit and essence of AACUC, a lot of that stems from her and her passion for people. She always says she has the possibility of serving people passionately. And so I think that really has um, trickled down to all of the organization. And so she was very sensitive and aware of all of what was going on with uh, the economic and social unrest from 2020 and continuing into 2021. And so from there, that's when this initiative was launched. And what I appreciate about her and this initiative is that she kept her finger on the pulse and um, recognized that, you know, there are four tenants that we all need to subscribe to for this initiative, which is we value DE&I, we advocate for financial inclusion, we are, we are closing the racial wealth gap, and also we are engaging the community. And by creating these um, opportunities, whether it's the conversation series or the DEI leadership, uh, DEI Academy for financial professionals, um, these are opportunities for uh, safe conversations, sometimes uncomfortable conversations, and more importantly, for top leaders within our credit union space to take action. So it's similar to what you're talking about, Sue. It's, it's not just making it feel good or have these conversations to educate and be aware, but also to take action. And so these top credit union leaders have been able to you know, put their money where their mouth is, uh, invest in AACUC, which ultimately invests in our programs so that we can uh, increased diversity and inclusion in the credit union world. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to steal Ben's qu next question. That's, well, this is, we're going to get this eventually. This is only season four. We're going to figure out how to do this. We'll have it all buttoned up by season 10. It'll be fine. <laughs> 10, 10 or 20. Um, so no, I did just want to, um, uh, just call some special attention to one thing you said, Danio, that I think is just so important. Um, those four pillars that you mentioned and how, you know, caring about BEI, doing that kind of work um, only goes so far. And the last one that you mentioned of engaging the community is, you know, one thing to put all of that stuff into action. And each of those four that you listed, you know, are dependent on each other, right? To create yeah. real change, real progress and stuff. So just, I don't know, something you said where I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's funny how you can always have these moments where you hear the kind of work that an organization or that people are trying to do. And um, it can just click sometimes when you hear, you know, that, that powerful message. So yeah. Um, Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll edit that and we'll just move right along into this next question. It's just going to be so smooth. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us a bit about the award that the AACUC is going to be receiving at the upcoming uh, governmental affairs conference. And yes. that will happen also by the time that this episode uh, drops. Right. Okay. Yes. So AACUC has been awarded the 2022 Anchor Award from the National Credit Union Foundation. And this award is a little separate from the other Herb Wagner Memorial Awards. Um, it is chosen by the uh, director, the board of directors for the foundation. And it's given to um, individuals or organizations that have shown incredible leadership during uh, moments of great adversity and also who anchored the credit union during that time. 
Uh, and so I don't think this award is given that often. So the fact that it's rare and um, AACUC was able to earn it this, this year is pretty remarkable, right? Because uh, as I've already stated, I think the organization is remarkable in and of itself, but for the industry to recognize that AACUC was that unifier um, is, is just remarkable. Mm. And I think primarily it was because of, again, that commitment to change uh, initiative that we had creating those space safe spaces for you know credit union professionals of color to share their emotions, um, but also for allies to be able to listen in and participate in those conversations to learn for greater awareness of some of those you know deeply rooted um, issues that uh, people of color face that they may not just be aware. Um, and like I said, unpacking all of that trauma that we went through. Um, and so to be awarded this um, phenomenal honor is great recognition. Again, uh, I think we're also receiving it because of the action that you were talking about, Ben. So it's not just head and it's not just the heart, but it's also the action that we got to put forth. And so being able to get leaders and the buy-in from our credit unions, uh, system partners, leagues, associations, uh, it's, it's truly been just, I can't think of another word other than remarkable or incredible. <laughs> uh, it's been really exciting. So I think we're, we're all proud to receive the honor, to receive the recognition, to um, be able to say that, yes, not only do we recognize what you're doing, but we want to participate in helping fight uh, racial inequality and what that looks like in our credit union community. You know, I think it's a, it's a rare thing particularly in the credit union movement, and this is not me dissing my credit union colleagues. This is, we know that sometimes things can move, you know, the, the wheels of progress can move slowly because so yes. there's so much uh, desire for confirmation and best practice and all of those feelings uh, in the credit union movement. And it seems to me over my career that uh, it's it's sort of a rare it's sort of a unicorn when mm -hmm. an organization rises to meet the moment right at the right time. Yeah, that we always seem to be trying to catch up, but the AACUC was right where it needed to be, doing right what it needed to be doing, and I, so kudos, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Sue. And again, I just honor and recognize our phenomenal leadership with um, Renee Sadie White, our board of directors, um, all of the other uh, credit union corporate partners or chairman circle partners that we had. They were, you know, right there with us, um, hand in hand, step to step, and they didn't shy away from the moment either, or shy away from the ask, uh, because you know it, it was. It's a heavy conversation. It's even a heavy um, initiative. You know, it's commitment to change. Credit unions unite against racism. Uh, so the fact that it was so swift uh, in the actions that we were able to take, uh, again, just remarkable. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have talked about the past. We have talked about the present. Let's yes. talk about the future. Let's. What should we be looking forward to from the AACUC? Are there aspirations you have for you, your new role that you're ready to share with us? 
Yeah. Well, being two months in, <laughs> I have a lot going on in my no mind. No pressure. I want to do that. But I think more importantly, um, I want to build on the success of the organization, that camaraderie that I talked about. Um, I often hear people say that AACC feels like family or our uh, annual conference feels like a family reunion. So I will be looking to see how can we deepen those bonds and also share the value of membership so that our members are getting the most out of the organization because what you put into it, you put, you get out of, but if people aren't aware of all the great offerings that we have provide, whether that's our professional development, um, uh, training, or just the, again, the network in our events, then you know, there's opportunity there to tell the story a little bit better. Um, I definitely want to help AACUC continue to be uh, a leader in the credit union space uh, and a champion of the eighth cooperative principle um, because more and more organizations need to be aware of it and also um, take action to adopt it. So there's a lot that I want to tackle, <laughs> um, but there's a lot of great things just to build on. So it's it's just leveling up on really a history of success and um, uh, me again, meeting the needs of our members. And will the Commitment to Change Conference be in-person, virtual, maybe a mix this year? Maybe a mix um, to be continued. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be continued is an interesting time where we are today versus where we could be in August. So to be continued, but I'm hoping to share more information very soon. Awesome. Sounds yeah. great. We'll look forward to it. Excellent. Um, so before we wrap up, um, what, I guess I have two questions for you. What can yeah. our listeners do to get involved and support the AACUC and their mission that we maybe haven't talked about already? Yeah. And um, if you're, if you were talking to a credit union or some other organization, even that maybe is in those beginning stages of their DEI journey, mm -hmm. um, what's a word of encouragement you would give them? Oh, great. Okay. Well, let me start with the first one. Uh, but if I forget the second, just remind me then. <laughs> so I would say to your listeners, hi, thank you for listening. And you are welcome to join AACUC. In fact, I invite you to not only join yourself, but to bring a friend. Um, you, I invite you to go to aacuc.org. You can complete the membership application online. It will be one of the best decisions that you make in your credit union journey, um, not only because of the value that, again, you'll get out of it, but uh, you know the bonds and the networking and um, all the benefits of being an AACUC member. I will say that um, it's cost-effective to join AACUC as an individual, but I would also encourage you to talk to your top leadership um, if you're not a part of your top leadership and explore either credit union membership or business membership. Uh, that allows more people in your organization to join. Uh, it gets you know, greater visibility in your organization about AACUC. And then we should also talk about corporate partnership and being a part of our chairman circle uh, partner program. And those are, you know, our supporters who contribute um, donations uh, over a multi-year period and even some in-kind uh, support. So there's a lot of ways to get involved, but first start with being a member and then the door is wide open for how you can actively participate because that's what I want, active participation and involvement from our members. Um, so then Ben, to answer your second question about, you know, a credit union who's maybe just starting their DEI journey, I would say 
congratulations. That is the first step, being aware and then taking that action. Uh, one thing that AACUC does offer is uh, conversations or consulting. So through either our DEI uh, leadership Academy, or just as a separate agreement, we're happy to get in front of your organization and help walk you through what that transformation could look like. But you got to keep in mind that every organization's DEI journey is different and it's transformational. And it's not that we're trying to get to, you know, a certain destination, but there's a journey that that is involved. So um, I would say definitely take a look at the um, survey that the assessment through the uh, NCUA, that's a voluntary assessment. It can give you a nice baseline of where your organization is. And then be intentional about the outcomes that you're trying to drive and then the steps that are needed to get there. And as long as you continue to pursue it, you know, progress, uh, progress is better than perfection. So I would say just stay encouraged. It may be rough and bumpy but the outcome will be well worth it. Well said. Ah, awesome. Diana, I'm so lucky to know you. Hey. Seriously, we're so happy to have you. Ah, this is awesome. I feel the same. I feel the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we do need to wrap up. And before we do, we'll move into our closing segment where we uh, share something awesome. It can be anything, a recommendation for... Uh, something that's happened to you recently, a book, uh, something you like, maybe even just something like a simple quote. So um, before Sue and I share, we'll put you on the spot. Did you, did you bring anything awesome? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm prepared, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was recently traveling and I like to listen to podcasts or audiobooks when I'm in the car for a long time. And um, I went ahead and downloaded uh, a book from former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. It is Extraordinary Ordinary People, a memoir of family. And um, I always believe it's good to listen and learn about other people's journeys, how they got to where they are, um, and particularly when it's been in different periods of time and history, right? And so uh, what I respect about her book is she shares you know, stories, some, um, some frightening, but some heroic accounts of living through the civil rights movement. Um, but she also recounts the people in her life who helped shape her for who she is today. So her family members, teachers, piano teacher, you know, the whole community that helped raise her. And so I think why I haven't finished the entire book, but why I've enjoyed it so far is it's made me think, you know, how can we not repeat history, right? How can we continue to move forward in a positive way uh, in our country and also uh, within our credit union movement. Uh, but then also, you know, the stories of bravery and courage, positivity, optimism, and that pursuit of excellence that really spoke to me. And it made me think, all right, how can I be influential uh, and positive and pursue excellence uh, with my own sphere of influence? Uh, so I'm taking her, her book to heart and I'm hoping to finish it soon. That's inspired me recently. Wow. Um, the problem with doing this segment at the end of every episode is my list of stuff to read and things to listen to is too long. Right. <laughs> too I long. can imagine. Oh, no, that was great. Great share. Definitely something we'll share out to the audience and, um, and I'll just add it to the list. Speaking of <laughs> things that, um, 
that I can't get enough of and don't have enough time for my something awesome is the winter Olympics, um, wrapping up or going on right now. I'm not honestly sure quite where it's at. Um, but, uh, you know, I've watched the opening ceremony and, and, um, as much of it as I can, you know, not a ton of time, but, um, one thing in particular that I saw just happen, um, I think just yesterday was this mixed team aerials, um, event where uh, it's a newer event. And that's also something that I'm really loving about the Olympics lately. I think both winter and summer is they're always adding new sports. And I know sometimes they're specific to the um, country or region that they're being hosted. So um, like kudos to the uh, IOC for bringing in new sports and everything. Um, and also making um, these sports more inclusive and stuff too. I know that uh, like some competitions this year are it's the first time that they're being offered for uh, a women's category and stuff. So um, of course, uh, you know, seems like anything today, there's uh, politics involved and reasons why you may not be super fans of the IOC and uh, the Olympics in general. But um, I think that is one thing that I really do like about them is at the end of the day, whether it's um, a diplomatic uh, boycott from the U.S. or um, a Russian team that isn't really a Russian team because of prior transgressions, um, at the end of the day, it's all still the world coming together for sport and games. And there is, uh, you know, some camaraderie that happens, you know, within each country and I think all around the world. And that's one thing that I really love about the Olympics. And it's also just fun, chill stuff to watch on a Saturday right. afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. right? but, <laughs> uh, but the link that we'll be sharing uh, after is that uh, new mixed teams aerial, just an uh, incredible video of like amazing athletes doing stuff that's super dangerous, but also just uh, really cool and amazing to watch. So yeah. Nice. I USA. <laughs> Speaking of things that people are doing that are dangerous, my something awesome <laughs> is a podcast. And what is uh, what's dangerous about it? This is ham handed in terms of a transition, but it's fine. Um, what day? What's it's called offline and it's hosted by John Favreau, not the director, John Favreau, but the speechwriter for pre former President Obama, John Favreau. Um, and it is all about, it's about how human beings interact with the internet and the effect it has on us and the effect we have on it. And he has a lot of really interesting guests on there. The most recent episode has Hank Green, who, if you don't know who Hank Green, in, he, Green is, he is John Green's brother. John Green wrote The Fault in Our Stars. They were also sort of, uh, the, they were sort of pioneers in YouTube content vlogging. Um, and it's funny because in the interview, he says way back in 2007, when they started their YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> which hurts me on a deep emotional level to hear somebody say it that way. But um, so really interesting content. He had recently had a guest on talking about um, sort of why people are toxic on the internet and just so covering all sorts of different topics about how it affects us and looking at being able to step back from the internet and the things that are on it and think about what it means to our culture, what it means to us as we continue to evolve as human beings. So really good listen, because I needed another podcast to listen to. It's really, 
right. really where I'm at on that. Right. So highly recommend. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out too, add it to the list, right? But yeah, it is interesting to think about like, you know, way back in 2007 or, <laughs> you know, let's go back to like when the internet first became mainstream or something that we all utilize, right? And then to like put that in perspective and the fact that it hasn't been that long, we still have so much to learn and like etiquette and behavior and just that evolution of like, how to interact with each other, how not to interact with each other, how to still bring like the human aspect to your life. And then let's just throw the metaverse in there and make it all even more confusing. Right. But right. Um, uh, it's just interesting to think about where we'll look in the next, or where we'll be in the next 30 years and yeah, all the right. learning that'll happen. Yeah. Right. If I could sneak another one in that's similar to what your the podcast it's on Netflix, this, I think it's called the social dilemma. Oh, it's yeah. oh yeah yeah that's that's worth watching as well it's for the same reasons that you just mentioned ben yeah definitely mm -hmm. yep i've seen it um and as a marketer it's um it creates a feeling watching it i'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> well said. i've i've deliberately stayed away from it because i lit i saw somewhere someone with uh that reviewed it and said, if you have to work in Facebook, don't watch this, just stay away because you just will never. Ignorance is bliss. Right? Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so far that's, that's the one thing, the one piece of media I have not chosen to interact with. Got it. <laughs> Danya requested it though. So you have to do. Now I'll do it okay. now because Danya said so I'll yeah. just do it because. So, but I am going, if I call you sobbing in the middle of the night, though, I just want you to know, Danya. That just is, blame it on me. Yes, this is what you create. <laughs> I'm so sorry in advance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell Ben I can't do my job anymore, Danya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will share all of these links below, all of this good stuff. Uh, so you can check it out and you can add all of these recommendations to your growing list of things that you should check out um, just like we have. Uh, once again, your friendly reminder that you can find us on your favorite podcast app or you can finish. I am going to say all of these words. <laughs> you can visit our blog at exclamationcuso.com slash blog. You can check out all of our episodes. There's some other good content there. If you want to dig around and find some, uh, find advice and tips and tricks and uh, other recommendations, just all good stuff. Totally biased saying there's good <sighs> totally stuff on biased. our blog, that's, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Thank you again, Danya, for joining us. It's so awesome to talk to you and uh, see you. Congratulations yeah. on the new gig. We're looking forward to checking in with you soon. Thank you, friend. This is great. Uh, Thank you, Sue. I appreciate the time. It's great catching up with you all. All right. Thanks for tuning in, friends. This is Sue and Ben, your self-proclaimed professors of awesomeology, reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We'll see you next time. <laughs>